Broadcasting from the heart of downtown Hollywood, this is SoFloRadio.com. You want a Rolls Royce? You don't come here. No, no. You go to England or wherever the fuck they make it. If you want champagne, you go see the French. If you need money, you find a jewel. But if you want dirt or scum buried under a rock somewhere or some secret nobody wants anybody to know about, there's only one place to go. Right here, Hell's Kitchen. It is the lost and found of shit. They lose it and we find it. Forget about it. Good afternoon and welcome to the Groove of course, I am Tony C. And as always, I'm joined live in the studio by the master of production and engineering. And then he sure John Groove is satin smooth. Sailor Lost Torches. Cha-cha-cha. How you doing, pal of mine? I only have one problem. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Of course, every Groove of is centered around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody listening live and downloading here in America and around the world, y'all. How's your uh, blood pressure since the arrival of the man upon a pale horse? <laughs> That's know? it. That's it. I only have the one problem. As a matter of fact, um, you know, unless you're a paraplegic or something like that, you, know, you only have one problem, too. <laughs> <laughs> nice day out there today. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, yesterday was like, I literally thought I was like back in the Northeast. It was like chilly and raining, and I, yeah. I almost, I was, I was right on the cusp of using the seat warmer in my car. So far, this winter, we've had one day <laughs> of what we used to call fall. Good, yeah, good <laughs> sleeping weather. It was like that oh, one yeah. night where you leave the windows open. That's it. We're done. Boy, I, sur- I survived the winter of 2017. 36 hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what we it is. We might not survive 2017, but we survived that one day of winter. <laughs> Last year, it was two days. I remember in February, it was a big thing about that. It got really cold for two days. Now was it. Lots of stuff to get to today on the Groovathon. Wow. There is a lot of stuff to get to. We've got, uh, let me see, Steve Bannon doing his best Archie Bunker impersonation by telling the press to stifle it. Uh, we're going to be trying to keep up with the latest street slang, uh, assuming that uh, you're on K Street in D.C. I am going to take a sideways glance at the house that Trump built. And it's uh, from the point of view of uh, a cumulative tale based on his conflicting need to be both adored and opposed simultaneously and how that's led him to present himself as Jefferson while actually behaving like Hamilton. Okay. There we go, a little yeah. historical. Okay, we're going to go back into American history there for a little while. And I'm, uh, I'm actually going to give just a tad of thought, just a smidgen, a little bit of thought as to whether a parody of Pete Seeger called Where Have All the Marchers Gone or a Doors track retitled When the March is Over and try and decide which one of those two is going to be better as an underground anthem by Midsummer. And I managed to get both... Donald Trump and Bill Maher to climb aboard the exact same Tony C bandwagon. Okay, Great. and you know I'm driving, I'm driving that bus, and both of them climbed on board. They're both, you know, they're they're both st- 
standing shoulder to shoulder with me on a particular issue that I've been harping about for a uh, considerable amount of time now. So we'll be talking about that. Of course, all of that is going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere on the air. Just past 2 o'clock and the only Hollywood that matters anymore. Yeah. Hollywood, Florida. That means just past 9 o'clock in Ocean View on the Big Island. Aloha. It means just past 7 o'clock at night in Dublin, Lytham, St. Anne's, and Lisbon. And if my math is correct, yeah, it's just past 9 o'clock in Moscow. So, you know, Gramps Master, you're about ready to I'm help, ready. help me issue an executive order for nonstop <laughs> groove. That's what I'm doing Here, now. Uh, I'll be your Steve Bannon. I'll write it for you. And you don't even have to read it. Yeah, that's well. Basically, <laughs> Just sign it. You're you're my lobbying firm. I even have the Steve Bannon shave. I didn't know. <laughs> or lack there are both of them. Yeah. You're the unshaven crew. I got my uh, flannel shirt, my uh, you know my black hat. Oh, we're ready to go. And my right. scruff. Well, then, perfect. Saddle up and stick around, baby. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
You know, folks, Don King is the poster child for greed in this culture, but if you look closely, you can see all of our names listed in the fine print. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here, but ever since Midas first discovered that a golden touch precludes masturbation, greed has driven more people than a Bombay bus driver during the opening weekend of Six Flags over Ganges. <laughs> or was it Dot's Berry Farm? Anyway, with the physical dangers inherent in other forms of excess, greed is the last safe vice. And as we get further away from the permissiveness of the 60s and 70s, we become way more interested in mutual funds than we do in mutual orgasms. Look, I'm just as guilty as the next guy. While looking at the video monitor during my last colonoscopy, I asked the doctor if he could run the Dow Jones ticker across the bottom of the string. <laughs> Money in one form or another has always been around, and so have the less than noble feelings that money seems to engender. I'm sure the guy doing abstract expressionist smears of pterodactyl dung on his cave wall was pissed off because the guy in the adjoining cave doing schlocky drawings of mastodons playing poker was driving a jaguar. <laughs> An actual jaguar. An XKE. Look, uh, I gotta tell you, I love money. It's neat, it's tidy, it's clean. Fun to fold and stack and smell and look at. Comes in denominations that are easy to keep track of. Fives, tens, twenties, hundreds. It's just plain fun to count money. And I often do it in a loud falsetto voice while wearing nothing but a captain's hat and a coin changer. <laughs> All right, maybe that's just me. But the point is, it's not what the money represents or what it can buy. It's the money itself I like. The, the harmony of a five, the, the balance of a ten, the cute toughness of a nickel, those, those plucky pennies. I, I just like money. Look, let's face facts. Greed is a byproduct of a capitalist system. This is the land of possibilities, and we are all free to partake of the many opportunities that are open to us. You can want to live well and still hang on to some principles. Why? Take me, for instance. HBO pays me a handsome salary and gives me an absolutely open forum to discuss whatever I want week after week. They have no agenda to advance. Sure, HBO could make me its puppet to disseminate whatever ideas they want, along with the high-quality programming and first-rate entertainment that you've come to expect from HBO, but, but they won't do that. HBO has too much integrity and too much class. So remember, it's not TV, it's HBO. <laughs> now, given that money is a national obsession, I think we need to take our head out of our assets once in a while and share the wealth. Now, people show their philanthropy in different ways. Ted Turner gave $1 billion to the United Nations. Last week, I donated an Entertainment 98 coupon book to my kid's school auction, but not the half-price Carnuba wax ticket. Oh, no. That's for Daddy. And, folks, why not give your money away? Not only does it make you feel good, but trying to accumulate the most cash is futile because the game's over, people. Bill Gates has won. Don't even try to beat him. You can't do it. Bill Gates is a white Persian cat and a monocle away from being a villain in a James Bond movie. <laughs> I mean... I mean, the man is worth $30 billion. And apparently a good haircut costs $31 billion. <laughs> 
Hey, look, the general consensus is that what moves man the most is the quest for money. But I happen to believe that man is also moved by a deep sense of honor and an even deeper sense of doing good. And once you've achieved that selfless dedication to your fellow man, that cognizance of the fact that we are all interdependent members of the same grand family, well then, then you can hit the lecture circuit and start raking in cash like a clean whore in Saigon. <laughs> well, anyway, here's some signs that you might be a little too obsessed with money. One, you refer to sexual intercourse as the horizontal audit. Two, when in the midst of a dire emergency, you call 911, collect. Three, during a private audience with the Pope, all you can think is, I wonder what this cat's pulling down. Four, your net worth has more zeros in it than a Star Trek convention. And finally, if your stock is up, your cock is up.
Mouse in the Traps, man, made of sugar, made of spice. That is from one of my, you know, the, that uh, thing was, uh, you know, the 10 albums, you know, that influenced you the most. That is from an album, a uh, double album that made my top 10 nuggets. You, you know, if I answered that question, I would have to include a couple of KTEL records. For I, I did. I did. <laughs> I included, I, I, in, my, in my top 10, one of them was KTEL's Motown 64 Greatest Hits. It was a four album set that my mom that i got i bought it at woolworth's and it was a four album set 64 motown songs and it was literally every song you i mean it's it was great the one i wish i remembered the the name of the one that i i played it until it wouldn't play anymore until it just sounded like oh i played that <laughs> but it I, was, I ruined those but albums. among the songs on there was uh focus by hocus pocus oh yeah and that's why no, i hocus got the focus by focus day yes <laughs> Nevertheless, hey, you know, from Moving um, Waves with Jan Ackerman on guitar, and, uh, Burt Reuter on bass, <laughs> Pierre Vanderlinden on drums, and uh, Thys Van Leer. It had a was whole keyboard. It had player. a whole bunch of other cheese on there, like uh, you know, popcorn by Hot Butter. Oh yeah, hot, hot butter, butter popcorn. popcorn. Yeah, and, and, and things like that. So uh, you, you know, you get the you get the, the collection. You get the idea. The collection was unusual songs or unusual hits or something like that. But there were some gems. Oh yeah, the the, on the there. one that I had was the 64, 64 greatest Motown hits. Four albums. It was fucking phenomenal. And I, I love that shit, though. That's from Nuggets. It was put together. That album actually was a, uh, the original double album was put together by Lenny Kay, who was okay. you know, Patti Smith's uh, guitar player. And I actually got the chance to meet him actually twice. And the first time I met him, I literally, all I could do was thank him. <laughs> I was like, thank you for Nuggets. Just thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. For that Cypress Hill Checkmate Hang 'em High remix. They came out with uh, an EP called Stash 
in 2002, and they had remixed a bunch of their songs. I thought that one was, I, don't, I just like that stuff. Cypress Hill's got some cool shit out there. Before that, Blues Traveler, Love and Greed from Save Soul in 93. Dennis Miller did a little bit of a rant on Greed. I like that. If your stock is up, your cock is up. That must have been very ancient. Dennis. It is. That's from, you know, showing the 90s. Yeah. You know? Hey, man, I'll tell you something. You can go back, if you've got HBO, you can go back and watch that stuff on demand. But you can also get it on YouTube. He hit, he literally did, before he went kind of off the reservation, you know? Because mm-hmm. back then, I right. remember, he was just drifting. He was drifting to the right. And then at some point after he showed, he like fell off the freaking cliff. What happens with a lot of people I've noticed, people that I've known in my life, is as soon as they get a little bit of money, yep. that's all it takes. They, oh, there's a threat to my money. I'm just going to change completely. Well, Bill Maher hasn't done that, so God bless him. Before, God bless him. Yeah, before Indeed. that funky destination down to the music. That is also from a four-song EP. Those guys are out of Greece. Um, great band, Funky Destination, kicking off the set. Yeah, one of our favorites. Rollins band, star from Coming and Burn. We love Henry Rollins there. So, yeah, what's been going on? Well, the, no. I, I pointed the Doomsday <laughs> Clock. The Doomsday <laughs> Clock is the closest to midnight it's oh been since God. 1954. Tick, 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 tick. There it is. That's what that ticking sound is in the background. Last week, we were talking, you know, you brought up uh, the Clockwork Orange, the glossary of terms. So now we need to get used to some of the new terms, alternative facts. I'm telling you, and I said this as soon as I heard it, she is, in future generations, a thousand years from now, she's going to be in history books for coining that phrase. That's what people will remember her for. She has solidified her place in history with that one line. If you watch, like, the Sunday morning talk shows... At this point, you know, because the administration sends all its emissaries out. So you got, you know, her, you got Kellyanne Conway, you've got uh, Reince Priebus, you've got uh, Sean Spicer. And these guys, you know, literally every Sunday morning, it is the kind of narrative contortionism. I mean, these guys are tap dancing as fast as they fucking can every Sunday morning. They won't answer a single question. Nobody actually can give a yes or no answer. It doesn't matter how many times... Okay, you know, Chuck Todd asked the same question. If it's a yes or no question, the last thing he's going to get is a yes or no answer out of these people. Here's a couple other ones that I came across. Routine eavesdropping. I like that one. Right. We came across that during some routine (laughs) Routine eavesdropping. eavesdropping. What? You do what now? Yeah. And uh, I like this one, too. It's not just vetting. It's extreme vetting. Yeah. The normal vetting wasn't good enough. No, absolutely not. We need, you know, the new and improved. The new and improved one where they check your Facebook and ask you how you feel about Trump. Did you hear that as one of the stories? So, uh, let me see what else. Uh, The the Tony Seam bandwagon, the F-35 jet project. I railed on this. I've been railing on it for ages and ages and ages and ages and ages. $150 billion over budget. Well, Trump says... Yeah, you know, Trump agrees with me. And guess who else agrees with me? Bill Maher. All three of us, the same bandwagon. Here's the thing. He, he we basically, have a consensus. Well, he's claiming now that he's, he, he managed to negotiate with Lockheed Martin to save the taxpayers $600 million. Fantastic. I think that's great that he's, you know, that he, you know, $600 million. Yeah, I mean, $600 million ain't what it used to be. Yeah, but so, still, okay, in the, in the scope of things, Versus the $150 billion in cost overruns. That's not what the project cost. That's the extra money it cost. And no end in sight. This, this is an ongoing project. So, you know, I got the, you know, look, I, I feel good that I got Trump and Bill Maher 
on the same team on one issue. Yeah, baby. You got some work to do. Once again, You're jumping on the Tony C. bandwagon. You're not done. I know they're listening. I know okay. they're listening. All right. Uh, let me see. Trump strategist Stephen Bannon says media should keep its mouth shut. <laughs> I think I have some Nazi boot marching sound effects in here somewhere. When you mention Steve Bannon, I think it would be appropriate. If Welcome I to the goose stepping parade. I mean, it's, literally, it's like Archie Bunker. Stifle it. I mean, he's, he's, you know, he doesn't want. We were talking about this. I mean, remember when we thought Cheney was as bad as he could get? Negative Big Duke Six. <laughs> right? Seriously, this guy, this guy, we, we thought that uh, Cheney was like, was Satan? Wrong. Cheney is basically the guy that goes out to get Satan's coffee and delivers it to Bannon. That's who he is. There oh, go. <laughs> I like a little ad in there. Here was one that I thought was interesting. I, this one kind of, I, this one caught my eye. It was one of these side things. After Devo, uh, DeVos did her testimony today yes, for, Secretary, yeah, for Secretary my, of Education. My Betsy, her, can't spell, you know, can't Her write. brother is a guy named Eric Prince, I believe. Uh, the head of Blackwater. That's who her brother is. The head of Blackwater Security, which is, you know, basically a private mercenary firm that gets hired out by the United States to right. do their dirty they, work. And they, literally they changed their name when they were convicted of murdering right. civilians in Iraq. Yeah, exactly. And the thing was... Thrill, thrill kills. Right. Thrill kills. Yeah. And what... Here was the interesting thing. On Breitbart, right after DeVos did her debacle testimony... Mm. And then one, I didn't know that her brother ran Blackwater until it came out like right after that. And so that was like a thing. Mm. And immediately Breitbart came out um, with, a, uh, with an article, DOJ admits Blackwater contractors were caught in enemy crossfire. They literally did their version of the, uh, you know, pushback. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is Breitbart immediately after the DeVos testimony because word had gotten around um, that the brother was ahead of Blackwater. Okay, and in order to try and give her cover because Blackwater employees did some really fucked up shit in Iraq, so they immediately come out with that because people had started talking about, oh my God, her her brother is the guy that ran this this mercenary company. Mm-hmm. Okay, that yeah. basically indiscriminately killed people. Murder for hire and for fun. And for fun. For fun and profit. Yeah. And it's not just, it's not just a job. Murderer. It's, a, you know, it's a bit of an adventure. I, so I thought that was interesting because that came out literally, like that was their pushback. Oh, we've got something bad about this, you know, mm. this bad shit's coming out about this guy. We need to put something up there to counterbalance it. Yeah. So that people, when they start hearing the bad shit, people on our side can go, oh yeah, well, what about and that's, yeah. you know, it's always like that. Yeah. Um, let me see. What else we got in here? Well, this one was, you know, I wrote this down and I was like, remember all the dames, chicks, broad skirts, babes, and their fellas marching around the world the day after Trump's inauguration? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, there you, you go. <laughs> I, the, the marches that are going on, you know, I support what these people do. I'm, I'm. I'm absolutely in agreement with them. Here's the problem, okay? It's theater. I wrote down that the American electorate is a full-fledged junkie. And as such, can't be helped until it reaches its bottom. And it's not quite there yet. I'm not sure what the average voter, you know, what what people determine the average voter to be. 
Okay, but I'm certain that their addiction to narratively convenient information slash misinformation is so balls to the wall by now that a one week detox followed by a 28 day inpatient treatment ain't going to be nearly enough for them. Okay, this is literally we we are addicted to narratively convenient information slash misinformation. We're hooked. We're fucking hooked on it. Mm -hmm. All right. There's nothing, you know. And here was the line around. I said, unless there is a convening of a constitutional Congress constructed chiefly to castrate the current catastrophe caused by the Connecticut Compromise, the only other way we're getting out of this, revolution. It doesn't have to be a violent revolution. I know. But we're going to need a revolution. The, you know, I, I, I said this over and over and over again, right after, you know, when people started talking about Oh, the uh, the electoral college needs to be changed. We don't need a rehashing of the numbers. We need a fucking road trip, okay? And by a road trip, I mean a relocation. Unless people who live east of ninety five or west of the four hundred five are mm. willing to go in between those two highways and literally set up shop, set up shop. You have to right. go there, yeah. move there with your family. You need to set up routes. Yep. And then yep. once you've set up routes, then you have to run for office because the only right. way folks in the heartland are going to change their mind and be convinced that they are over Wrong. and over again voting <laughs> against their own self-interest right. okay, is if they are convinced to do so by a neighbor that they have come to know and trust, who understand that's the only way. The rest of this is fucking theater, man. You can put a continue. You might as well put a continuous loop of like a rehashing of Eugene Ionesco's rhinoceros on all the news channels for all the good it'll do. Seriously, nobody care. They're watching that shit, okay, in the heartland, and thinking. Yeah. What are you guys marching well, it's, about? It's not for them. And and I've been having this conversation uh you know, you know, on on Facebook and in person. Not you know, because I actually guess what? Some of the people on Facebook uh I, I actually know in real life. <laughs> you know, know right. they're not all fans or people wanting to sell me Ray Ban sunglasses. So uh <laughs> <laughs> I love the yeah uh, You know from which the I speak. algorithms are great. And and so the some of the comments and I and I comment back, no no. I'm 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 here to state it, not debate it. All right? right. I'm not here to to prove a point to you or to hear what you have to say in response to what I've had to say. I've already made my decision. I'm a big boy. You know, I'm fifty two, I've already made my decision, and I'm tired of arguing with people like you. Right. I because two you plus have, two you, equals four. Five, and you, you, you want to tell me that it equals right. five. You have already I'm, now officially since this election, you have already as proven because I'm a fact-based person, you've already proven that you don't care about facts. Right. So I know facts. So I know, I know, K-N-O-W, not believe, I know, with a capital K-N-O-W, that if I show you reality as plainly as it is for everyone to see, the sun rising in the east, that you will say, no, no, that's a trick watch, that's a trick compass, it's a liberal conspiracy, the sun rises in the west. I know that you will say that if that's what you have been told old to believe so i'm here to state it not debate it go fuck the off all right i and that's and that's uh, the protesters the protesters are all the signs i don't feel like they're do, they're doing that to make a point 
to someone else or try to convince anyone else of anything. They're pissed off and they're out there making statements. They're stating it. They think not debating it. They're they're venting. They're they're shaking their fist. I said that before the show. Yeah. They're shaking their fist in a rage. It's an expression of their rage and their discontentment. And I don't think that a single protester believes that they're going to change anyone's mind through their actions. But they're sure as shit going to let their mind be heard. Well, you know, and so and so that's what I believe that it's they, all about. The the anger I think is is so misplaced at this point. Well, I share the anger. Yeah, are, I share are, the are anger. You, are you not? I am. I am. I'm angry and I'm worried. Okay, I, and, and I you was, ought to be. I was thinking about this thing. You know, I, I made a comment on a recent show that uh, the two big gets out there for the media are going to be <clears throat> Trump's tax returns mm-hmm. and the video of him at the Russian pee room. Trademark. <laughs> trademark. New trademark. Then. Trademark. Russian pee room. I like that one. Start, f- hire a cartoonist. We have one here on staff. <laughs> we do. I want and, and And you'll get a million shares. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> I'm rethinking that. And I'll tell you why the video isn't going to be a big get. Because... They don't care. Well, they don't. They literally don't care. Most Trump supporters probably couldn't care less. They're, okay? He's a big... If he likes... All, you know, if, if Trump likes to get stump-fucked by a midget amputee, just so long as it doesn't cost them anything. And you know what the proof of that is? Mm-hmm. Okay? Marion Barry. Sure. Marion Barry is, is the template at this point for people... Marion Barry and, you know, all of the uh, preachers who get caught with their hand in the kitties in the, you know. In, in the some, kitties. Yeah, in the kitties, you know, <laughs> sticking there, you know, using them like sock puppets with their dicks. You know? I have sinned against you, my lord. Shut up, you fuck. Why do they call it's, it the rectory? Yeah, right there. The entrance Re- is in the rear. That's it. I'm going to, I'm going to, my new band wrecked them. But it's going to be W-R-E-C, you know, you mm-hmm. put a little twist on that one. And that's the thing that the Marion Barry template gets used now. You know, he got he literally got caught smoking crack with hookers, and yeah. then and then made and then was reelected. Mm-hmm. The guy up in Canada, that fucking bozo up there. People, oh, he, he's he did not read the I trial. don't. You know, the 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 adage from from Twain: it is a lot easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. Correct. Because nobody wants to think that they're thinking. The, the, their train of thought, their narrative, their ideology has is wrong. That nobody wants to come to that conclusion because it makes you feel less than. Guess what? It doesn't. It makes you feel more than. Okay, you should be. Right. Because learning, you know, changing your opinion isn't necessarily being a flip-flopper. It's about gaining new information. and, have, and Right. Then, once you get new information, once you get facts, mm-hmm. it's okay, about growing. you alter your opinion. Yep. I, you know, flip-flopping, one of the, you know, politicians flip-flop. The rest of us change our mind. We're allowed to change our mind, especially if you're a reality-based person, yes. a fact-based person. Two plus two equals four. I used to always think, has, always will. I used to think that the contemporary Irish rock band Flogging Molly was from Ireland. Would that not be a a fair assumption? I thought the, you know, Steel the, Pulse isn't the, from Jamaica. Dave King, the leader, was born in Dublin, so naturally I just filled in the blanks. That, and my daughter, Where are you they know, from? My fourteen-year-old daughter, you know, Flogging Molly, Irish band. They're not Irish. They're American. Yeah, I'm like what? They go. They were formed in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Dave King, like, oh my God! So I've been fact. I was factually wrong about something, and I and so I stopped saying that factually wrong thing. There you yeah. go. That's exactly it. And I think that the the thing, all these marches, you can march to the fucking cows come home. Seriously, this is just like Occupy Wall Street. The, the marches- Boy, wasn't it great then? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. 
We're 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 five and a half years removed from Zuccotti Park right now. Where'd okay. it get us? Where'd All that right, get us? Nothing. It was all over the news. We were there. They shut down a fucking Brooklyn Bridge. Where'd it get us? Wall Street's more powerful than ever. Sure. More powerful than ever. That's why. We are more beholden to them than ever. Those marches got us nowhere. Unless you want to relocate to the mm. heartland of America, right. set up shop, set up roots, and then run for something. Get elected to something. School boards, county commissioner, starting there. You can, you know, seriously, march all day and all night, man. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I really don't. I... Here. applaud where you're coming from, but the actions themselves are absolutely 100%. You can, those marches don't mean Every, shit. Everyone should watch. And it's a perfect, right. because Tro ne- Trump needs a foe. Yeah. Now you're it. Now you're it. And, you know, you didn't see no, us marching. This but, isn't, well, yeah, this isn't, fucking, this isn't he doesn't care. This isn't going to help him. They're going to ignore that shit completely. Exactly. What, what everyone And all of do. the supporters are going to look at it and consider it Nothing but theater because their narrative, their ideology is different. So they're just going to look at it and go, I don't care. Our guy won. Fuck you. you. Know, you've been saying it before, and everyone should rewatch Gandhi because here's here's a lesson in how to boycott the government, if yes. you will. Civil the disobedience. Salt, salt right. mines. Sure. They, yeah. were, they were right. They were making their own salt, but you can – Ignore and the their government. own garments, too. The, that the, was the other the thing. Wall Street, well, and you've been saying it forever, you know, stop using oil if you don't like. The, right. You, know, you don't like stop using, oil. stop using oil. Don't like the banks controlling our lives? Stop using the banks. banks. Absolutely. Right? Start. You don't like the taxes and what they're being spent on? Barter more. Start establishing barter relationships Absolutely. with people. Absolutely. One Start. to one and take the middleman right. who's taking out, their cut right. out of it. Start nurturing the underground economy. The, the, it, it ought to be really simple. Let's go back to the basics. Very simple. I'm Og the caveman and you're Ator. I'm good at skins. All right? Yeah. You're good at arrowheads. Here are some skins. You give me some arrowheads. We have been convinced. Deal. Nobody, no intermediary needs to be involved in that transaction. We have been convinced. This is one of those things. It was mm-hmm. like the solar thing. You know, you guys, you just don't have the proper knowledge. Of this. You need to let us mm-hmm. pros deal with it. Right. We're the, we're the guys who know how to handle money. We know how to handle yeah. business. Yeah. Let us deal with it for a fee. For a fee. For a fee. And yes. those fees add up. Okay? Sure. Nobody spends more on fucking lobbying than banks. You, they're literally right after the crash, okay, in 2008, mm-hmm. with interest rates at 0%. You could borrow money for fucking nothing, okay? Mm-hmm. Banks, right after that, after they got bailed out on our dime, spent in 2009, uh, no, 2010, they spent $520 million on lobbying. Yeah. Now, these guys don't spend dollar one unless they know they're getting two back of for course. it. Of course. Okay, that's not lobbying. That's an investment. Sure. They're investing in congressmen. Right. They're investing right. in our government. How is that not graft? Right. Okay. My point here is that we brought all of that to the forefront mm-hmm. in Zuccotti Park. It was all out there. Effect? Yep. Zero. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Effect. Fucking nope. zero. So look, folks, you want to march? Great. But you know, unless you're willing to set up shop in a heartland, pfft, so what? I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yep. I really don't. Good point. Nope. I'm I'm just, you know, you, you think I don't want equal pay for women? I do. You think I, I, I love, I, Planned Parenthood is one of the great organizations nope. out there. Just nope. across the board for what it does, the impact it has, sure. all those things, okay? 
March, 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 March. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. At this point, you march, you get plantar fasciitis. Won't matter. Won't matter unless you're, you know, you can change person by person there in front of them, right? As their friend, as their as their genuine ally. But we don't want to move to no, Nebraska. We don't. That's right. And now, you know, and in the next segment... Look at that. I know. Look at this beautiful, <laughs> look at this beautiful day out there. I mean, it is. This is a killer. This is, this is why people live in South right. Florida. This is no it. Shit, right. This, this is why they live. This is the payoff, the trade-off. For later on, I'm going to be talking, you know, one of the things that, that occurs to me is that we are still fighting and debating... The, the same argument that Jefferson and Hamilton had between the agrarian and the industrial economy, between, you know, whether or not we need the, the, whether or not the cities need to be more important or the, you know, the country needs to be more important. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're still fighting over that. And this is still the debate. It's still the people in the heartland who think they're the real America. Right. We're the real Americans. Right. We yeah. homestead here. It's like, yeah. do me a favor and shut the fuck Please. up. You want the real America? Go to New York City. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. We invented America. That's you can right. go fuck yourself. Cowboys? No great. Argument, love yeah. them. Yeah. Indians? Love them too. Pioneers. Farmers? Pioneers. Pioneers? Yeah. yeah. Love wonderful, them. Wonderful. Wonderful. Love all those yeah. people. But if you want to know what America is, go to New York. Yeah. And- the interesting thing is, is that we're about to. New York is gradually going back to that age, um, at the turn of the nineteenth uh, century, when you had in New York City, you literally had within like three miles of each other the greatest concentration of wealth on the planet, mm-hmm. three miles away from the greatest concentration of poverty on the planet, like a third world country. Yeah. It literally lords and serfs. There it is. That's yep, exactly the feudal what it was. system all over again. All right, we got a lot more to do that, but we're going to keep the groove going here. A little cheap trick on the groove of Don on SoFloRadio.com.
Across the street and get a drink. Is it safe? Oh, yeah, of course it's safe. It's only Brooklyn.
Lady. <laughs> Usual? Oh, no. Your man has already taken care of me. Then I assume you're here to talk to me about the supposed reappearance of Sean Sullivan. Huh? Amazing, isn't it? Fucking guy picked a religious holiday to rise up from the dead. Yes, well, there's Sullivan's all for the good Catholics. <laughs> Two folks around here might disagree with you there. I've never to my face. I've come by for one reason. I don't want to see any more bloodshed in this neighborhood. And if we can do something to prevent that... I'd like to. Well, as the poet said, you're overflowing with excreta. <laughs> There's nothing you'd like better than to see the blood of the last Sullivan flow into the Hudson. That has nothing to do with it. I'm just not a big fan of murdering scumbags. I like to see them behind bars. The only bars I want to see the Sullivans behind are mine.
Sydney Green Street Band, Muscle Shoals, that is Lance Dawson, uh, Paul Page, Steve Holly, those guys, uh, Paul and Steve, also uh, with Ian Hunter's Ramp Band, Paul's an old friend of mine. The uh, full CD uh, is hopefully going to be out, I believe, sometime at the end of February. That's the target date for the brand new Sydney Green Street Band, but that little teaser track was sent my way from uh, from Paul and Lance, so I'm very grateful for that. Muscle Shoals, of course, uh, you know, named after the studio. Uh, before that, Asian Dub Foundation. I got you hooked. Yeah. Man. I got you hooked on the Asian fan. Dub. Yeah. That is uh, from the Zungler mix. 
you know, a whole bunch of stuff in there. Those guys out of England, some great stuff. They have some snappy beats. They really do. Fresh, yeah, the other track I played, the one we were beats. talking about was uh, Rebel Warrior, uh, which is from uh, my favorite uh, album by those guys, Community Music. In between, we had uh, Depeche Mode, I Feel You, from Songs of Faith and Revolution. That was surrounded by a couple of clips from a favorite movie of mine, Ash Wednesday. Okay. And uh, that's done by Ed Burns. Uh, he wrote and directed that movie. And it's if you haven't seen Ash Wednesday, you should. It's a great movie. It really does. Ed Kooky Burns from 77 Sunset Strip. That Ed Burns? No, the different Ed Burns. Different Ed Burns. <laughs> but uh, he really... Almost everything about that movie that could be right is right. I mean, he really gets a good feel for um, for uh, Hell's Kitchen. The you know the bars and how they're sitting in there and how things were run, you know, and who ran the neighborhood. There's a uh, series of books out by a guy named Lawrence Block, and uh, they're the Matthew Scudder uh, series of mysteries. And there's been a few movies made out of it. Uh, Eight Million Ways to Die. There was another one that came out recently with Liam Neeson. But the original books are great because they all take place uh, in Hell's Kitchen. And he really, he's got a proper mise-en-scene. You know, he gets that that real feel for it. And Ash Wednesday, fantastic movie. For that, The Creeps, down at the nightclub from Enjoy the Creeps. Those guys uh, from Sweden, Mm. uh, part of the... uh, like the uh, you know, the the rebirth of the uh, psychedelic garage movement, you know, with the fuzz tones, the flash tones. I got a little smithereens coming up later. That whole thing. So those guys were there and kicking off the set. Yeah, classic rock and roll, cheap trick, surrender from heaven tonight. That was their first big uh-huh. time single, as I recall. It came out, and I don't know. I was probably was in high school, beginning of high school. So I was doing some homework. Okay, you know, I do the homework so you don't have to, and. The first thing that I was thinking about was, I wrote down, uh, the sky is falling. A chicken little reborn is a post-Trump Nostradamus. Um, but I, I fixated on a, uh, on the, uh, the, the poem or, uh, rhyme, uh, the house that Jack built. This is, this is the house that Jack built. This is the mat. Mm. This is the cat that ate the mat. This is the yeah, cat that yeah. sat on the mat. This is the rat that, the cat that ate the rat. That sat on the, mm-hmm. And it goes on and on and on. And I was curious about it. Um, and it's it, basically what that is. It's called a cumulative tale, which is sometimes also called a chain tale, and where the action or dialogue repeats and builds up in some way as a as the tale progresses, with only the sparest of plots. And I started realizing this is kind of what Trump does. It requires a skilled storyteller to repeat the same thing over and over again. The device takes. The form of cumulation. It keeps building and building and building, okay? But um, at the end of it, it has like some sort of tragic tale. You know, it, it winds up being a, a tragedy. And I I really started looking at, at, um, at Trump's rise as a cumulative tale. It's a repetitive thing. And then when that repetition, when, when that particular whatever, you know, Build that, build that wall thing didn't work. Then he switched over to put her in jail. Right, right. Okay, it's all you know the 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 you know the chant and repeat yeah kind uh, of thing. You know they they fa- they fascism. need all that. And that got me uh, going. You know because there is um you know he's 
on the one hand, he's literally doing all the shit that he said he was going to do. And I think that people really didn't think they, you know, it was all the... On the one hand. On the one hand. Although the wall thing, you know, he said he was going to build a wall and have Mexico pay for it. Right. So that's, we're you know, going to pay for it. Right. And that's the whole thing. There was the combination of that and, and these other things. And when he was saying him on the campaign trail, he didn't really, you know, as I've said all along, he didn't expect to win. Winning yeah. wasn't the goal here. So his thing was to be right. able to say all this stuff. He didn't think he was actually going to have to do it. So give credit to the guy. I mean, the first thing he's doing is going balls to the wall. Going, I'm going to do all this shit. This is what they brought me in here. All right. Before they drag me kicking and screaming out of here. I'm yeah. Do as much damage I, I as already, possible. I have a yeah. bet with my mom now. Um, <laughs> On when? Yeah. When, when well, that's cool? the thing. She, the, the bet is I think he won't last the four years. And she thinks I don't think he, he'll last one. Yeah, and she thinks he will, and the bet is dinner at uh, Joe Stone Crab. So, right. yeah, there's some, you know. I think impeachment pool. An impeachment pool the, with the over-under? Right. Well, I, well you, you know, it's like like the bingo. We're going to get a big calendar out. And uh, for oh, a dollar, yeah. you put a, a dollar in for every date that you block out for when the impeachment. Well, now, you know, the latest thing is the, uh, you know, the say, <laughs> you know what I was thinking of? Yeah. You know, it's a seven-nation army. <laughs> I was thinking about that because uh, seven yeah. eight. Thank you, right, Trademark. Yeah. But um, you know, if you think, uh, the, you know, the uh, there was a New York judge that kind of put the kibosh on at least temporarily because they didn't think it through. I think that the you know, I don't even know where to start. But one of the the major hypocrisy grande things that's going that that's out there now is that for years and years, all these people I know that were anti Obama. Kept talking about, you know, he's the president, he's not a king, and he's making all these executive, executive order. Like, yeah. This guy's yeah. literally going to surpass him in the first two weeks. Sure. They don't <laughs> care. The, the, what you just mentioned, they don't care. Yeah. All the, all the hypocrisy, the vacations, book, you know, Bush was always on vacation. Like they're making a big deal. This guy, this guy takes a three day weekend. Obama takes a three. Oh my God. Look at this. Golf. The vacationer in chief. The vacation. Oh God. The guy, the, guy the, compared to Eisenhower, he barely played at all. It's obvious to everyone. I don't even believe that you're fooling yourself. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, um, was thinking about this because people are, you know, they're, they're, you know, doing sit-ins at airports and shit, and they want to. You know, this is an Ill- this is illegal. You can't do this. It's not right. Guess what? It is. Okay. Yeah. He, you yeah. can't. He'll win that court battle. And I was looking through um, our constitution. Okay. What well, you know? Yeah, the necessary and proper clause, which is Article One, Section Eight, Clause Eighteen. You got that puppy right there? Always I carry a, it around with always. me. Here, here, when I get stopped by cops and they're going to beat me, I, uh, I put it on my head. There you go. <laughs> I it? shield myself with the yeah. kind Works like a charm. Stops tasers. Oh, yeah, mm. man. The yeah. Fourth, fourth Amendment. Illegal, illegal, unwarranted search and seizure and blah, blah, right. blah. Right. But the, the necessary and proper clause. And it's, it's an interesting... The, Thomas Jefferson... When when they wrote the the uh, the clause itself, okay, when when they wrote the necessary and proper clause, Thomas Jefferson, um, prior to him actually being president, um, used in in speaking out against it, used <clears throat> the chil- ch- uh, children's rhyme, the house that Jack built, mm-hmm. as a way of speaking out against it. Um, he wanted to criticize the broad construction approach of the necessary and proper clause of the United States Constitution with respect to a bill to grant a federal charter to a mining company. 
And the term was used to suggest that the expansion of federal powers under these arguments would give the federal government infinite powers. And here's what Thomas Jefferson said. Congress are authorized to defend the nation. Ships are necessary for defense. Copper is necessary for ships. Mines, necessary for copper. A company, necessary to work the mines. And who can doubt this reasoning who has ever played at this is the house that Jack built? Under such a process of filiation of necessities, the sweeping clause makes clean work. And it's interesting stuff when you think about that because he's right. We need this, but here's the thing. And we had presidents that wrote like that. Yes, but (laughs) I know. Isn't that great? I I wrote that. I love the way the founding fathers used language. And now this here. Yeah, and now we've got, now we've got this guy. It's great. We're going to do this. It's great. It's huge. It's great. Twi- we have Twitler. We have Twitler. I still think word of the year 2017 Twitter storm. Uh-uh. I'm dumb. Go. I'm. I'm. Alternative facts. Oh, it's dude. not a word, but that's going down in history. That is going to be the the label uh, of that that chapter when when history is taught to future. Oh generations. yeah, I mean that's not going anywhere. Yeah. That will be. Yeah. The, and it's funny because I saw Kellyanne Conway on one of these Sunday morning talk shows. She's like, you know, I said all this other stuff, but they fixated on that. Yeah, they fixated. <laughs> What world are you living in, man? You just invented a whole... I mean, well, she didn't... I was didn't looking at the concept of clothes. She, she labeled a concept that they have been doing. Well, it's like 1984, like a doublespeak. Doublespeak. Right. They're like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't understand how she could think that that would not be singled out. But here's the thing. She even paused. Hamilton, was a wind-up. But Hamilton, when he was speaking... this. There was an argument originally in um, in 1791, and what Hamilton wanted to do was to form the first federal bank because he wanted to pay off the debts. Mm-hmm. And the southern states were afraid that they they were going to be put as second class citizens if the bank was in the north. And, and at the time, the temporary uh, capital of the United States was Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and so the deal that was set up was um, Jefferson got them to move the capital down to D.C., mm. and Hamilton got the bank. Okay. Hamilton got yeah. the bank. And Hamilton said, in referring uh, to this, he said, no axiom is more clearly established in law or in reason than wherever the end is required, the means are authorized. Wherever a general power to do a thing is given... Every particular power for doing it is included. Right. Okay. Trump has basically managed to fence it in an interesting way because he is appealing on a on on some level to the Jeffersonian part of this nation, the agrarian part, the down home part, the you know, family, faith, guns, gays, God, that whole thing. Mm. Okay. But he is using Hamilton's words right there. The ends justifies the means. Mm. And as president, I can sign all these executive orders because we need to do this. And I've been granted that power. So whatever power I need in order to achieve this goal, which which the the electorate has said needs to be achieved. I was elected campaigning on these goals. Therefore, they are needed. And I've been granted powers. And whatever it takes to do this is what I will do. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's interesting the way he's incorporated both into that. And I thought to myself, you know, uh, the southern states opposition to the bank um, 
which Hamilton wanted to do it because we had to assume our war debts. Now, he wanted to, he literally wanted to pay people back. You know, whenever you hear these people like they want to, they, they don't want to pass a budget. It's like, you realize we're not borrowing more money. We need to pass the budget to pay the money back that we've right. already borrowed, you fucking moron. And what ended up happening was, of course, Jefferson and Madison basically got the hat and Hamilton and Washington got the cattle. Because Washington was on Hamilton's side on this one. And it, when they made this trade off, okay, Washington signed it immediately. Right? And I think it's important, you know, language, the way language is used mm-hmm. and the way in which Trump has chosen to move ahead with certain things or, or has been forced to. So I said last week. You know, he didn't think he was going to have to, you know, last year, he didn't think he was going to have to be here. Now he's got to fucking pay the piper. He's going to, he actually, he didn't think he was going to actually have to do this shit. He will. He didn't think he was going to have to do it. And now he has to. And I think, you know, Bannon being there is really, this is, this is, this is where you have, this is literally the, the most perverse form of a Petsonavanti. As as it was put in the Godfather, yeah. the man pulling the strings, sure, okay. Except, you know, Corleone, okay, Vito Corle, you know, Vito Corleone envisioned the string pullers as the senators, as the congressmen. They were the string pullers. What he didn't see, and what has come to fruition, is that they're actually not the string pullers. It's he, the he, lobbyists. It's the money that pulls the strings. And treats, you know, all I can think of is Tom Jones singing Puppet Man. If you want to see me do my thing, you got to pull my string. Puppet Man. That's all I can think about every time I see him holding up one of these things. Because there's no way he wrote it. Right. Okay? Right. No, Bannon wrote it. Yeah. And I guess the problem I'm having, among others, with Donald Trump is the same problem I have with a lot of Congress. A lot of Congress, they're lawyers. They all went to law school. And what do you learn in law school? Mm. Well, you learn how to zealously advocate for your client. You learn how to Mm. argue against your opposition. Trump needs the opposition. He can't... This is is why he he looks to antagonize. Now it's the press. Mm. When he was out on the campaign trail, he had an opponent. He had several opponents... In the primaries, and then he had one opponent in the general election. Mm. Once he won, now he needs a new opponent. You know, sharks, you know, have to keep moving. He constantly has to have an opposition. I feel like it's us. It is. Because he's, all right, Bannon is a Nazi. Here are some facts, not all true. He's just, he he literally is. He is literally literally a Nazi. I don't like to bandy that word about. No, no, but he is actually a Nazi. Well, this is is how totalitarianism starts. Correct. It starts with somebody saying the press need to be shut up. That we're against. The right. press. The press are treating us badly. The Liebenpresse. What was it? The, 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 the lying press. Yes, the lying right. press. Don't believe the, what these people are narking us out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And basically, what it is, it's the it's the opposite side of the oh. coin of public enemies. Don't yeah. believe the hype. Let me let me state some facts over here. The Nazis existed in the world. All right, that's not a made up thing. There they are. We <laughs> have we have Nazi parties in America. The word neo just means new. new. They're fresh. They're fresh Nazis. Ding. It's the new and improved. Yeah, the new and improved Nazis. But what they stand for is essentially all the same things. And brave Americans fought and died opposing the Nazis. They were bad people. 
All right, and if you're going to debate that with me, the debate's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. All right, Steve Bannon is a Nazi. He's not a Nazi sympathizer. He's not a fan of Hitler, who thought that Hitler made. He believes in totalitarianism. We know better than you. Nazi. Listen to what we say, and and everything will be fine if you just do what we fucking say. He is writing. He is writing executive orders that don't go through Congress. They are not debated. He writes it. The president signs it banned. So, therefore, we are being ruled right now by a Nazi regime. Yeah. As just to be clear on this, just to be clear, somebody who was not elected. Somebody who was not elected. And now, guess what? Guess what? He's now on the uh, National Security Council. Yeah. Yeah. But you know who isn't? Joint Chiefs of Staff. Yeah. The, 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 no, the, National the, Security the, Council. Right. But the Joint Chiefs of Staff. staff yeah, those guys. Out. Nah, nah. Out. Who needs out. Right. These guys are chilling. This is literally. Yeah, this it, was a coup. This yeah. is a coup. This is. It is. It's. It's. You know. We're, they're developing just, their own little just like, and they're going to use a fiat. Just like the greatest generation by, by, by fiat in honor of the greatest generation. Those brave Americans that fought fascism. It is our duty as Americans to oppose this. shit. Absolutely. Bannon scares me more than anything else. Uh, Trump's yeah. a puppet. Right. Trump is going to wind up being a puppet as as he's the powerful Scrooge. a man he's the Patsy. as yes Looks as like powerful a man as he is he's as a negotiator he needs somebody sitting across the table from him or he feels useless unless he's in a negotiation or unless he has an opposition a foe he feels powerless it take when you when he's unopposed, he's powerless. I, I think you're giving him too much credit. I don't think he wants to be opposed. I think he wants to be praised, and he throws a temper tantrum when he's not yeah, praised. Well, that's he's the, doing that's all. He's doing all these, like all these executive orders. All these executive orders. He doesn't care who it pisses off. He doesn't no. care, but he wants to be praised. All right. When he's saying, "I think it's going really," but he well, doesn't. That's you know. the thing, though. As long as he he doesn't care if he's castigated, as mm. long as there's a sizable enough people out there that are willing that's right to to his, praise him the, being chastised right. his, his is paid, okay as his long as there's sycophants a, right that's exactly it it's sycophancy at its mm-hmm. at its most brutal yeah, yeah. at yeah. this point it, it is everyone's duty as americans but to steve bannon fascism. bannon was not elected not elected a right-wing nut every picture that we saw up to this point and up to and including this is is a scruffy fat turd and dirty clothes sitting on a couch in his mother's basement yeah. because he's he's not capable of 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 just uh, of even living a normal life like a normal work a job and and get an apartment you fat disgusting slob I, you pudwhacker he is literally this is how totalitarianism starts yep. you find somebody you put them at the head of the class and then you make them do your bidding done because started. because you know what <clears throat> we know better the pressure just right. shut the fuck up yeah. because i know better they're lying anybody and he keeps saying it and now trump this is the thing that is going to be harmful yeah. and I, i'll tell you why i have sympathy for I, I believe it or not, Sean Spicer, because I saw an interview with him, and he said something very interesting. He said, you know what? I'm not up there to give my opinion. I am up there to voice the opinion of the president of the United States and this administration. Now, does he believe in it? Probably, yeah. But I feel sympathetic because there's no way you can stand up there and make the claims that he's... I haven't seen this much contortionism ideologically. They're tap dancing as fast as they fucking can. On every show, and every time he, this is going to be an unending series of Trump saying something, and all of his emissaries going out there and having to explain it in a way that makes it, at least to a certain percentage of the population, palatable. I have the same view of him as I do for a crack whore that sucks AIDS-infected cock for a dollar. 
<laughs> That's how I feel about Sean Spicer. He's a whore of the slimiest oh, of the well, no, slime. The, the, the biggest whore is, is Kellyanne Conway because yeah, she was a bitch. She was on Cruz's team. She was with Cruz. No question. Uh, she is With another psycho. Listen, she's, she's literally not, going from psycho to psycho. I mean, she's not just a whore. She's the queen whore. Yeah. She, but she's she's like like golden goddess whore. She is. An amazingly good whore. Yeah. She's good at her job. God bless. Well, I mean, she. I. I. I am amazed by her. It's showing on her face. Oh my she, god. She. What about how the president? Whatever she's been those paid is not enough. President, how he ages over eight years. She's listen, literally done that entire process in six months. Listen. She, she, Did you imagine she, having a work she's standing outside a room. She's standing outside a room. She looks in. There's someone wrapping, uh, wrapping a leather glove with a barbed wire, and there's a. They're gonna beat you in the face with that for ten minutes. And she's like, and she goes, "All right, yeah, let her at." All right, look, I'd rather take on three guys in a bar yeah. fight than her. She'll kick your teeth no down shit. your fucking throat. No shit. She'll she'll use her stiletto heels on you. <laughs> I just every time I see her, I I li- I have to yeah. turn off. The- That's I, why I stopped I, watching. I admire cable her. news. I can't watch anymore. I admire it's too her nasty. talent. I admire her talent. I admire her her Fuck. brain. Not her your- not her morals. Not her conscience. She doesn't have any of those. No. But I admire her the way that I never will in Ann Coulter. All right, Ann Coulter just is just a a spigot full of hate. No, just no, a Ann hate. Con- Ann she just spews hate. She just spews hate. Kellyanne Conway. Does an amazing job an of spinning right. Kelly and Conway does an amazing job of spinning madness. Well, the only time you hear in, anything into, from Ann Coulter is when she's got a book. She's, right. she's basically an opportunist. She has found a way to make money by appealing to but, a particular. You know, I quote her when I when I condemn Donald Trump. Yeah, Ann Coulter. I, I want to thank her for giving me something. Um, in her hold de- on, in, I'm, I'm right, wanna... in her defense of Donald Trump in one of her books. You know, the, the thing with the, when he's making fun of the disabled person, she went on to explain, and her explanation has been picked up and carried. She said, Donald Trump does that lots of times, all right? That's how he makes fun of people. He wasn't making fun of that reporter specifically, even though that's a lie. He said, did you see this guy here? So he was. That's a lie. He, she wasn't making, he wasn't making fun of this reporter specifically. He was just, are you ready for this, drumroll? He was just doing the standard retard. Oh! Oh, I see. So he, he she actually said that. That's in her book. You can look it up. I see. So the standard the retard. standard retard. I see. Uh, so Donald Trump does the standard retard a lot, according to Ann Coulter, and that's a defense. Are you ready? No. That's a defense of what he did. It's okay. He wasn't making fun of that guy. He's making fun of all the retards on the planet. Nim, nim, the, nim. Line, you, the line of... Thank you. Thank you so much, and I will quote you for the rest of my the days. The line that you would think humanity in general would mm. not cross, yeah. would not and let I, others, way, others who lead them... I find the whole thing ironic that Donald Trump makes fun of... The standard retard. I find that ironic on a lot of levels because he are one, and so is everyone who voted for him. <laughs> he are one. Yeah, I get. I. You know what? That's enough. Now, I. I seriously. I. I. I posted. You know. I. I said that. I can't. I had to stop watching cable news, and I stopped going on to Facebook that much because two thirds of all the posts. Are like people bitching and moaning. If this and were you know, 30s and, Germany. and just to be clear on this, I, I want to stress this one more time to all my friends out there. You know, they all went to the marches, and that's fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah. You want to go out there and be amongst like-minded people who are who are definitely standing up for the right thing. Fantastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
if you actually want to be effective, okay, get off the road, you know, get off, get off the, uh, get off the march, baby. Do some things. I'm doing some things. If this were 30s Germany, what would you be doing? Well, oh, besides hiding and you know, I'd probably be, yeah. <laughs> well, but you know, as if if, if you're, if I'd be, I'd be, Germany, I'd, be hire, the, I'd be hiring the padded wagon to move me. Yeah, <laughs> you started seeing the writing on the wall. What would you be doing? I'd you get know, out of there, and, and then I would use every thing. effort I could to try and defeat them. There you go. Yeah. Well, the first thing you got to do is make sure you survive. You can't defeat them if you're dead. Right. Well, and in the same way here, you can't defeat them if you're not there. You can't defeat them from afar. This is the thing. We have now gotten to the point where we think that simply radiating out over the airwaves, whether it's on the internet or me here in the radio, you know, on the radio, okay, that's going to be effective. There's just too much out there. And now the narrative with an entire group of people is you can't trust them, trust us. There you go. You can't trust right. them. Trust us. Don't trust uh, or your lying eyes. Yeah, don't trust your lying eyes. Yeah. yeah, don't don't do that. Two plus two does not equal four. Right. And I'm going to explain that to you in a way you'll never understand. No. But when I'm done with it, my verbal, ling- you know, my ling- right. linguistic gymnastics, mm-hmm. hopefully, will get you so fucking confused and bleary eyed sure. no, that equals, you'll just say okay. Two plus two equals purple. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's literally just okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, are we done with this? I'm I'm done. I'm we ready. Done? We're ready for Rufus. Overdone. You know what we're gonna do then? Yeah, little Rufus. We're gonna cook some funky hot grits on the Grooveathon on SoFloRadio.com. Funky hot grits. What you say? I said funky hot grits. What you say? I said funky hot grits. What you say? I said funky hot grits. What you say?
At 8.25 p.m., two men walked through the doors. The bartender knew their faces, as most of the neighborhood knew their names. They were two of the founding members of the West Side Boys. They were also its deadliest. The blonde-haired man had been in and out of jail since he was a teenager. He robbed and killed at will or on command. He was presently a suspect in four unsolved homicides. He was an alcoholic and a cocaine abuser with a fast temper and a faster trigger. He once shot a mechanic dead for moving ahead of him in a movie line. The dark-haired man was equally deadly and had committed his first murder at the age of 17. In return, he was paid $50. He drank and he did drugs, and he had a wife he never saw living somewhere in Queens. Hey, Jerry. Huh? What are they talking about? They're talking about Reagan's speech. Order those two men some drinks and put on my tab. Jerry, you tell them that Republicans are not welcome in Hell's Kitchen and either a political conversion or a change of conversation is in order. Sure thing. Yeah? I would like to buy you a drink on one condition. You know the rules. No religion, no politics. You get my meaning?
rocking Now as soon as you drop it on the one We just getting started uh, I beg your pardon Recognize people Where the peace comes from Pay attention and the music Cause this is it Salute to get with it So y'all will never quit it It's a beautiful thing But before y'all spit it It's a natural high You can't get over it Bass so low You got a love of you living it Your vocals beyond local Cause this is global Don't be just be doing it Just to get paid Or just be faking it Just to get laid Can't be afraid To take it to the stage Just look who we lost This millennium age Michael Jackson, James Brown And Isaac Hayes Teddy Barry, Luther, Lena, Nina, JMJ And Rick James We gotta live up to the names
it really does take every kind of people, man. We, you know, I, I that's why I put the song in there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's why I put the song in there. Robert Palmer, we love that. Every kind of people from Double Fun from 78. He plays all the instruments on that song. He plays everything. Drums, keyboards, bass, guitar, the whole ball of wax. Very baby. underrated guy. Absolutely. We're, we're, you know, we, we love that. It's a Clues, great mm-hmm. album. I played I played a bunch of Robert Palmer before. Oh, I love that album. Before that, yeah, one of my favorites, Bootsy Collins, Hip Hop and Funk You from the funk capital of the world came out a couple of years ago. Some great people on that. Bernie Worrell's on that. Chuck D, Snoop Dogg. Uh, also, his brother Catfish is on that. Catfish Collins. Okay. Catfish and Bootsy Collins were both hired uh, by Bobby Bird to play, uh, you know, he, for James Brown. James Brown's band, like, quit. Just basically okay. quit one day. And so they had to find, they literally hired the entire band, Bootsy, Catfish. They were both teenagers at the time out of Cincinnati. Uh, let me see. Before that, a little clip from Sleepers. All right. Well, you know, a little more, a little more Hell's Kitchen stuff in there. I like the fact it's like, uh, you know, what is it? Republicans are not welcome in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. And either a political conversion or a change in conversation is necessary. Mm-hmm. And the guy goes down and he goes, you know the rules. No religion, no politics. Mm-hmm. All right. The guys, what, what you don't realize is that that scene after that, these guys walk over and basically gun down this guy in the bar. And the entire movie is about how they get away with that. How the neighborhood comes together to get help them get away with murdering this guy who basically does deserve to be murdered. For that, yeah, Smithereen Strange When We Meet, especially for you. That was their first album, came out in 86. And kicking off the set, seriously, one of the funkiest guys ever. Okay, Rufus Thomas had his funky hot grits. If there were no more music from 1977, the world oldest teenager. That is the B-side from Who's Making Love to Your Old Lady. Um, Rufus was on the Stax label for like 20 years. Um, for, you know, until they went under. They actually uh, went bankrupt. Before that, he was on the Chess label and the Sun label. That guy was on Chess, Sun, and Stax. I don't know what else to tell you, but that's about as good as it gets. He's, Calls himself the world's oldest teenager. He did before okay. he passed away. You know the uh, one one thing I wanted to point out. You know Trump is going to announce his uh, Supreme Court nominee, mm. but of course he's doing it tomorrow at eight o'clock, and he's told everybody tomorrow at eight o'clock. He's this pension for prime time. Mm. Okay, but I'm going to mm. tell you something. This is one of those things where I think Democrats in the Senate should just oppose him. On just on spec across the board, don't do anything. I want to see yeah. what happens. I want to see if McConnell goes to the nuclear option and changes the rules, which is you know mm. what Reed did for all the other things, but not for the Supreme Court. I'm interested to see how that one goes out. But there's, I don't. A Democrat should be picking the next. You know, that's the way it should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never been done before. No, de- no president has ever. Uh, had a uh, Supreme Court justice. Hey, guess what? We've never had a president before that was never elected to public office. So you're telling me the first time things are good for you, but not for us? Right. Go fuck yourself. Right. Hypocrisy. It's the hypocrisy. In, in, indeed. Whoop, whoop. No, uh, Obama was t- uh, absolutely entitled to... Um, of course he was. That's what the Constitution says. Mm-hmm. The Constitution doesn't right. make any... You know, that doesn't break that one down. Say, well, unless, right. you know... And 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 on this issue also, um, whoever um, you know Trump nominates, you know selects is going to be evil, oh. and he should be opposed on that 
He should. I, did, he, I, don't I, even, I, did, I almost don't like care. He's gonna, uh, he you can know, nominate a liberal, and I, I'd want them to oppose it just, just to oppose him. As just to gunk things up. You know, I'll tell you something. All the things that he's doing right now, all these executive orders, to be honest with you, they're not that important. They may seem important. It's all, it's all a lot of bluster. It's, it's, you know, it's the veneer of meaningfulness. The stuff that he's got to pass through Congress, okay, that's the thing. That's that's where it's going to be interesting to see what happens. So, you know what time it is? Yeah, time to take, for me to take care of the people who take care of me. You know what I'm talking about. Precision Auto Works, Pompano Beach, Florida, 954-247-9362. Absolutely the place where people who love their cars take their cars. I was just over there. Um, I'm due for, you know, a uh, tune-up. You know, he's like, yeah, hey, it's been a couple years. You know, it's been like two years when you do, you know, do the whole thing, bring it in, you know, book an hour for you. I'm over there. Man, he's just got cars upon cars. Just beautiful, beautiful cars. The Chevelles he keeps in that place are mind-boggling. I can't get over it. In any event, just off 95 in Atlantic. Absolutely. You want to go there, mention a Groovathon. There is a discount. You won't need it. But there is a discount. You can go to the SoFloRadio.com page. Mm-hmm. Click on the link that says Tony C. SoFlo Groovathon. You will see every single show I've ever done, all available to be listened to or downloaded for free. Right. Every song on every show is listed. So you can see every song I've ever played at the very top brief description of the show. And in there, you will see a link. For Precision Auto Works. Click on that. It gives you all the info you need. 954-247-9362. Groove it down approved. You know what that means. Yeah, baby. Time for the drive groove. I have got some stuff. One of my favorites, man. I can't get enough of this guy. We kick it off with kick off the drive groove with Steve Miller on the Groove It Down on SoFloRadio.com. <laughs>
Terry, you've been away too long. Well, you gotta wake up. Never do business with a greaser. The cops get him, they got an eyewitness. And an eyewitness puts you away. Unless it's around here. The cops, they can't do shit around here. And me and Frankie took this union guy out last year. Just walked up to him on the street, popped his button. There must have been 50 witnesses. Cops were all over the kitchen asking questions. This one asshole raised his hand. Cops found this guy's head spinning around the side of washer dryer over on 47th. Haven't heard from the cops in a year.
How about that, baby? Shuggy Otis. That is Booty Cooley. From here comes Shuggy Otis' first album in 1970. Wilton Felder on uh, bass on that. I could do an entire thing on Wilt Felder. Just, just, on, just on Wilt Felder. Guy who started with the Jazz Crusaders. He played on a couple of my favorite tracks all in the same year. He actually played, uh, uh, let me see, he played uh, bass on the original version of Root Down with Jimmy Smith in 1972. And he was also played in that same year with Grant Green live at the Lighthouse. He did uh, Jan Jan. I played both of those songs on the show before. Shuggy Otis, okay, was 17 when that album came out. Uh, here comes Shuggy Otis. He's the son of Johnny Otis. And Johnny Otis, the guy who discovered Etta James, mm-hmm. okay, when she was 13. Also... Shuggy Otis, the guy we just played, his father, Johnny Otis, discovered Big Mama Thornton and was the co-writer of the original version of Hound Dog with Lieber and Stoller. Now, Lieber and Stoller at the time were only were both under the age of 18, and they basically stole the song, and the judge agreed with them, saying that they, didn't, they couldn't enter into a contract because they were too young. So they, they took the song away from him. No, but he fine. was one of the co-writers of that. He, uh, he was also in one of my favorite bands, Snatch and the Poontangs. <laughs> Johnny Otis. Sugar Otis played with Al Cooper at the age of 15. He okay. 15 years old. Then, when he was 16, he played bass for Frank Zappa on, on the album Hot Rats. He, he's on the song Peaches on Regalia. And then he came right. out with his own solo album at the age of 17. Not bad. There's a, there's a nice three-year stretch for you. Now, from Al Cooper to Frank Zappa to your solo album. And on his solo album, like, the list of people that he got to play with him, mm-hmm. like, everybody wanted to play with him. All right. You know, 17 years old, and he recorded that. Just absolutely fantastic. Before that, Walter Trout, Cold Cold Ground, that's from his latest album, Battle Scars. All right. I was telling you about this guy. He uh, that just came out in 2015. This guy, uh, Walt Trout, he played with Canned Heat, and he played with uh, who else? John Mayall's Blues Breakers, um, and he was on tour. I guess you know, three, four, five years ago, he was on tour in Europe. You know, he's not feeling well. Goes to the doctor. Doctor goes. Doctor goes. Uh, you've got cirrhosis of the liver, and you've got 90 days to live unless you get a transplant. And wow. his wife. Got all the fans together. He's got like these fan clubs and stuff. A lot of fans in Europe. It's big Europe, huge in Europe, mm-hmm. and um, and they raised the money. And he got a liver transplant, and then he came out with this album, Battle Scars, for that state of grace. Cops can't can't do shit around here. I love. I just think that's hilarious. Where he goes, shot this guy right out broad daylight. Fifty people around. Only one guy raised his hand. They found his head spinning around a dryer on Forty Seventh. Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah, I haven't spoken to the cops in a year. For that, somebody I'm looking forward to seeing in uh, two weeks, Al Demiola, doing Godbird Change from Electric Rendezvous. Yeah, originally a Tubes song written by Mingo Lewis, who actually was with the Tubes, okay, and plays percussion for Al Demiola on this song. Great. And kicking off the set. One of my favorites. I play tons of stuff by him. Steve Miller. That is Who's Been Talking from Bingo, which came out in 2010. That's a Howlin' Wolf song. And uh, it was originally recorded in 1962. Um, he recorded uh, originally with uh, Willie Dixon. It was uh, released as a part of a Chess Records uh, collection. This particular album that uh, Steve Miller's got out, uh, Bingo, it's all covers of great songs like that. And he's got some really cool people 
uh, playing with him. Satriani uh, does a little guitar work on a couple of tracks there. So you definitely want, if you're a guitar person, you should own every Steve Miller album. I do. I have the complete discography. Great. I don't understand why other people don't. But there you go. But you definitely want to pick that up. Bingo. It's it's just, it is great Steve Miller. If you like Steve, it's just fantastic, fantastic stuff. I started listening to some of Steve Miller's more recent CDs, and he's still got it. He's like Tom Jones. His voice sounds the same now as it, doesn't, as it did in the 60s. Steve Miller's voice sounds the same. That smooth Mm-hmm. You know, real smooth, like butter, baby. Hey, man, we're yeah. done. I'm trumped out about as far as the eye can see. I mean, there's, there's literally... I told you this. I'm thinking about doing the next show with just, you know, just All music. Right. Just music. I know I won't All be right. able to do it, but I'm going to have to try and... Well, I mean, it's easy to say now, but uh, you know, know we might happen. be in, uh, involved in a nuclear war between now and then. Hey, let me tell you something. The sky is falling. Chicken little as Nostradamus. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I, listen, we're in uncharted waters here. Uh, you can speculate all you want, but whatever's going to happen between now and in two weeks from now is is um, going to be surprising. Yeah. Well, he you just he started de- deregulation. He did another one of his executive orders. Yeah. This guy realizes is that I, th- I think what Bannon realizes is that he's got to do everything he can that doesn't require Congress's approval. Because once right. he gets around to Congress's needing Congress's approval, yeah, no, because they'll shoot down all the crazy ideas. Yeah, <clears throat> so we'll see on that. Because you know what, I I can't even deal with it anymore. I'm going to go home now and not watch the news. That's all what right. I'm going to do. All right, hey man, great show. Yeah, I'm going to come back in a couple of weeks. I'm going to try and do the exact same thing again, except just a little bit better. Going to get you out of here. A little Stevie Wonder. He's Mister Know It All. As always, for myself and Los Georges, it is. Aloha and peace. Good night, Mom.